world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, Red Pill family. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Tagliavia. I am here with my co-host Andrea Kreft for the show today. We are live with you every day, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, to bring you the news and events of the morning. What's going on? How we doing? How you doing? What are we looking at today? Everywhere from the market's and finance to the US US news, world news, science, health, history, blah 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 blah, all the things that we want to know about, we go through. So, Andrea, how are you? Good morning. Uh good morning. The week's trucking I, on. Happy hump day. How is it hump day already? Can oh my god, is it seriously Wednesday? I guess so. That's what Thanks. they're saying. That's what well, they're we'll saying on the streets. I thought yesterday, I don't know. I'm so off this whole week. I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm at. Hopefully your internet decides to not fire me again this morning. Uh, I think it, <laughs> like yesterday. I don't know if it was the internet as much as it was some kind of glitch with my hardware and software. I don't know. but I think Vince was just like, I know how to get rid of her. Delete! <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. I was pissed. I was pissed. <laughs> I know you were. I'm just giving you a hard time. I thought yesterday. I don't so, know. I was so like, I tried to get back on. Nope. I'm I'm sorry. I had our audio playing over. Yeah, you tried to get back on, and I couldn't get it to work for you. I'm sorry. That's Um, all right. It's another day, though, so we're trying it again here. Good morning. We're going to do it. We're going to succeed today. I hope so. We're winners. (laughs) We 
we are winners good morning everybody thanks for joining us uh if you guys are just listening to the audio version of this that comes out in the future uh a little bit in the future just after the show ends on podbean or spotify or anything like that just so you know you can catch the video version of the show over on d live rumble uh pilled.net or the foxhole.app um as well as various other places like uh, odyssey um brighteon etc etc if you want to see our beautiful faces in the morning uh, and leave comments and subscribe to follow us that way that's a way you could do it if you're also cloud hub and cloud hub oh yeah hey cloud hubbers we love you thank you and the cloud hubbers they've been uh subscribing to the channel which is freaking mm. awesome we're creeping up to 200 subscribers so it's a nice. pretty big deal uh if you're watching over there on rumble please hit those rumbles for us and give us you know the thumbs up or i mean a kind of like a thumbs up uh we greatly appreciate that we're gonna jump into things here in a moment starting with finance see what the heck's going on um and then we'll move on from there. And by the end of this, um, we'll be ready to tackle the day. Maybe. So uh, has yet to be determined yet. Yeah, right. We have big days ahead of us. Um, I hope you have your morning coffee or whatever you're drinking um, to wake up. Maybe you've been awake for a while and you're over there somewhere else in the world. If that's the case, then you know, just do your thing. Everybody, do what's good. Uh, do something, do something. We've got our coffee. Yep, All right. Um, with that said, should we jump into it? Let's do it. All right. I suppose we jump into it. Uh, all right. And Kevin is a little bit riled up this morning. All right, Kevin, let's look at the markets. Um, the economy's fixed. Yay! <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Put your money back in the stock market. No, just kidding. Everything's green. Yeah. Money for everyone. Stocks are rising as traders brace for the Fed decision. All right. They're probably going to do rate hikes. Is it going to be 0.5%? Is it going to no. be 0.75%? Probably. Is it going to be 1%? Maybe. Are they just going to say... Uh, yeah, what's going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? They may come out and say, screw it. We're hiking everything about 20%. You're all fucked. <laughs> Who knows? But the market is optimistic, aren't they? Wow. Look at that. Everything's just beautiful and green. Everything's perfect. Um, S&P 500 is up 0.8%. Dow is up 0.4%. NASDAQ is up 1.5%. Crude oil is down 0.78%. $118. Gold is up $1,822, still a bargain. And silver is up to $21.50. Nice. Uh, let's see. Bitcoin, though. Ah, Bitcoin's 21203 Yeah, those. I don't think that Bitcoin is um, going to come back right away, like oh, no. eventually. But um, we actually have an article in here about Bitcoin and stuff. So. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. They want to chase people out of crypto. That's the bottom line. 
they don't want you in it because they want to centralize it before they get you in it and you know steal all your wealth that way when they steal all your wealth from the stock market as well so they are yeah the bottom line is they don't want you to have any money they want you to have no potential for growing your wealth and they want to keep you as a slave and so they use these fear tactics and market crashes to manipulate you into and fake news and fake news yeah these bastards we will not fall for their dirty tricks but look at that over there uphilled big mamu big mamu Donated 117 gold pills. Thank you. 117. What a peculiar amount. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. How cool is that? Um, all right. Summer. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I was reading the comments in a. Um. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right about them wanting to keep all this out of. Keep everybody out of the game, if you will. They do. Uh, I'm excited for the Fed decision, though, to see, because there's going to be a move when that happens, unless it's totally expected and they're like, that it might just stay the same because it's what they call priced in, where the market already kind of goes to the price they expect things to be at in the future to kind of be the first ones at the, be the first ones there, you know? Yep. But... When they're wrong or the Fed doesn't align with their expectations, shit goes wild and they have to make a big change. So that's when we get these panic situations. It's like derailing a train. (laughs) Pretty much. Oh my god, crap! The track's not there! (laughs) I know, right? So we'll see what happens, you guys. Um, You know, nothing to fear. Just a slow degradation of everything in society. Um... But, you know, if you can get ahead of the curve, you still have the potential to win, right? For sure. It's, it's the people who don't know that this is coming. It's the people who are not prepared for all of this. Yeah. It's the people who don't see it that are not hedging their investments and preparing for what we know is about to come. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just like anything, what goes up must come down and what goes down must go back up. You know, so... There's still a lot of potential here for some really great growth and in your wealth. You just have to know what their game is and how to play it. Yeah. And so that's kind of why we go over all of this stuff in the mornings, right? Is so that we're aware of what's happening in the world and what's happening in the market, how what's happening in the world affects the market. And kind of how it works. Yeah, and kind of how it works. And we're kind of, you know, a lot of us are learning together, right? Um for sure. I was never, I mean, um, I had a rudimentary understanding of economics. I probably still only have a rudimentary. Me too. It's a, it's a foreign language and yeah. I learn shit every single day. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Still, and when I come across something that I'm not familiar with, I research it and I look it up and I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I know what that's talking about. So when I see those terms, then I can apply them to the knowledge I already have to help build my own understanding. Yeah, and prepare. Definitely. So grow my own wealth. There's definitely ways to take advantage of the situation. Did you know that? Do you know the author? Have you heard the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yes. By Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Yes. I've heard of it. I've never read it. I should. I may even actually have it. It actually, it the book advocates for financial liver, uh, literacy 
and mm-hmm. financial independence and how to build wealth through investing and all this. And it's kind of his life story. It's a pretty good book. If you guys are interested, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, a friend of mine told me that he came out and said yesterday that um, <clears throat> that we're going to be coming into a food shortage situation and that by and that you should be buying canned tuna because that right now or later will be worth more than gold. I heard that. And I'm like, canned tuna that's high in mercury, you mean? Yeah, you don't want to eat tuna every day, so maybe diversify. No, like tuna is fine. You know, and the thing about it is is certainly the canned tuna that's processed and the main you know, it's probably not nearly as good for you. Hey, survival. Um, but if you eat tuna every day, you will get high levels of uh, metals, yeah, in your blood. So that's not good. But it yeah. just—I just was like, wow. So the—I don't know if he's a millionaire or a billionaire, but they're coming out of the woodwork. Besides, we shouldn't be fishes. We should eat all fish, unless it's pink, and then you can throw it in the trash. You don't like pink. Fish? I'm fishes. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, McDav, for the donation, a gift of the can, kitty camp, or daycare fund (laughs) for for my cat. (laughs) Just kidding. Kevin keeps things interesting. Keep up the good work. Thank you, McDav. We appreciate it. Maybe you should set up another uh, camera for him. Kitty camp. Or third person on screen. I I could. I could. (laughs) You're like, let's not say we did (laughs) I could. It's just, you know, logistics. All right. Let's see. Let's move on. Um, A little bit more in the financial world here. Uh, The ECB officials are holding an emergency meeting to discuss how to counter the disproportionate sell-off in Italian bonds. Imagine that. Holy guacamole. Bloomberg. Measure was cited as option in ECB. Oh, my God. On Thursday, ECB decision on Thursday, Italian bonds have surged after news of emergency meeting. So not just our monetary peoples are meeting, but this is a worldwide calamity. Yep. And I've also heard that um, stocks in, I'm going to probably get this wrong, but I believe Hong Kong have risen by 30% where U.S. stocks have dropped by 30%. And um, the American government is trying to stop people from investing in um, Chinese markets, foreign markets, foreign markets. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Things might get a little bit tyrannical around there. They're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, especially with this war going on in the background. They're like, don't put your money into China's hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, totally. All right, onward. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. You want to take this oh, one? Yes, <clears throat> sure. So the Fed must act because the U.S. is losing the dollar's power as global collateral to commodities. So it says Fed Day. And what a Fed Day. In the space of a few trading sessions, the market has swung from expectations of a 50 BPS hike, eyebrow raising a few weeks ago, to 75 BPS. 
A weapon last wheeled out in 1994 with some whispers of 100 BPS. Uh, so that's 100 basis points. So 75 BPS was actually one of the smaller blocker heights, the largest being a staggering 525 in March of 1980, which is five and a quarter percent. In short, the last time U.S. inflation got out of control on the supply and demand side, it dwarfed present volatility. So, and here's a chart that kind of just shows the different um, basis point rate hikes that they've had for different things. So it says, true, the U.S. is not seeing a demand boom now, even if the rich are in fine fettle. And some see a post-COVID carpe diem, borrow and live, borrow and live now, pay later attitude. Yet supply is constrained and higher oil output is not helped by suggestions of a 21% windfall tax on emerging energy companies <clears throat> or lower tariffs on Chinese bicycles, which President Biden apparently favors. Our Philip Mary also sees a wage price spiral in place that will continue if policy is not tightened. The irony is that if the Fed's only goes to 50 basis points, we might get a relief rally. Yet what if we get 75 basis points and indications of more to come via the dot plot? Is that really, is that already fully priced in? I think that they've already fully priced this and I think they know exactly what they're going to do. Um, um, we keep seeing these rate hikes month after month after month. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that if they raise the basis points too high suddenly, then the bottom's going to drop out of everything, which is why they can't do that. They tried doing um, back in the 1980s when they had that five and a quarter percent rate hike. Um, they almost lost it then. They were able to recover from that, but they can't raise too much too fast. Otherwise, all market sentiment goes away and you know the economy collapses. So yeah, I don't uh, think okay. I don't think the full extent of what's going on economically is priced in. I think we have a lot to move overall, but as far oh, as do. as far as the what you said about the hike coming, I think that most likely the Fed and the market sentiment are going to align today. Right. Just because they don't want the fear and drama, but they're going to have to start making more and more of these actions. You know, it might just be a week or two before there's another hike or a month. Definitely. Right. And so well, I think the other people, are, that they, as ahead. people are dragged along, they're going to start saying like, how bad is this situation? You know? And then we're going to start seeing panic and uncertainty and more market moves and possibly some kind of flash crash. Yeah. What were you saying? I was going to say the other part of this <clears throat> is that you really need to curb runaway government spending on top of all of this and <clears throat> do things to eliminate, um, you know, these fat pig programs that the government has and stuff. So without that, all of these rate hikes do absolutely nothing. You've got to bring energy back to the United States. You've got to start producing in the United States you know, you've got, there's a lot of things that need to be done that's, that are not being done in order to, uh, to really fix what needs to be fixed, what's broken. Yeah, they're trying to break down the system and clearly yeah. their plan isn't for any type of long-term prosperation. It's for destruction. People are getting fired, mass yes. layoffs and large companies are happening. Yeah. The, these rate heights that they're doing, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery. Yeah. It's really what it boils down to. <laughs> a sliver of a band aid. Right. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. You're bleeding out. Let's put a band-aid on it. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put half the band-aid on or 75% of the band-aid on? Only <laughs> 75%. Get your scissors out. Um, Bitcoin. Crypto. Recession. Yeah, Bitcoin's crumbling. And crypto along with it in general. Um, hit another 18-month low, spurring a sharp drop in crypto markets, made even worse by crypto-leading giant Celsius, freezing all customer withdrawals. No, oh, the same thing that happened with, um, who was that? The, do you remember the name? It was right there on the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. That's who it was. Bastards. Yeah. That's because they, what they've done is they've, they've lent out more than they have to lend. And when it dropped, people's positions started liquidating. Yeah, they fucked so many people over. They fucked me over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to tr- I used to have an account with them, <clears throat> and uh, they fucked me over. Um, and then they, I think there was even a lawsuit about it. I never jumped into it, but I was just like, it wasn't that much money to just go in and deal with it. I was just like, fuck them. Right. But um, this is interesting. Um. Yeah, so Celsius froze withdrawals after cryptocurrency took a significant hit, and the move spurred on fears of wider fallout in cryptocurrency markets already shaken by the demise of the Luna token last month. The founder of Luna reportedly used the token scheme to defraud investors, withdrawing more than $80 million per month for himself before letting the token crash. Yeah. And this is part of the reason why we see governments wanting to regulate cryptocurrency more. Yeah, you they're know? like, hey, stop playing our game. We're supposed to steal the money, bud. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so they want to regulate it so that they can use it for their own money laundering purposes, <laughs> like they do, you know, dollar yeah, let, in the stock markets. And, and so they could protect us. Yeah. You're too stupid to protect yourselves. Let us do it. Uh oh. Alan on Foxhole said you're shadow banned on Twitter. He keeps trying to retweet your stuff and it rolls back. Me or you? You. Oh, go figure. What have you done this time? I don't know, but I only have like 100 followers. So. Hey, they're good followers. So. Good quality. They are really good, for good quality followers. Good quality followers. Quality over quantity. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just keep trying to retweet my stuff, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's probably. I've, I've replaced Josh on Twitter. Maybe so. it's because I mentioned you too many in too much bullshit. They're like, "All right, put them on the list." <laughs> it's because I make fun of people on there. I go on there and I use it to, you know, make fun of people who look <laughs> like Chucky. Oh, like <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's hilarious. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm funny. I can't help it. I was born this way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you, Summer, for the diamonds. It looks like one for you and one for me, Andrea. So how about Yay. that? <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> I get a diamond. You get a diamond. We all get diamonds. Everybody gets diamonds a are diamond. Diamonds best friend. <laughs> Alan sent us a can, too. Thank you, dude. Yay. We appreciate it very much. Um, we do. 
so much wonderful support from the Red Pill family. All right, moving we on. We might deliver depressing news, but we're going to do it with a <laughs> smile and a little bit of humor. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, some... Uh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, yeah, this one. Some hope amid tyranny. Right. Yeah, exactly. This one was interesting. Biden sends threat letters to big oil to help ease the Putin price hike or face our tools. So basically what he's trying to do is he's trying to threaten um, the big oil companies and saying that um, their profits during this time are unacceptable and they're not allowed to make money and they need to lower their costs. And if they don't, he's going to take over. Basically what this is, and we've got another story in regards to this too, um, for stuff that's happening in Australia that'll show you exactly what happens and explain it better so you can see what the end result of that something like that would be. But basically what he's trying to do is he's trying to strong arm the oil industry into lowering their prices because of their reckless spending. And so he wants the oil companies to pay for it, which is not fair when you're talking about a capitalist market, right? That's why people start businesses is to make money. Um, And so he wants to um, end subsidies, ban new drilling, hold oil executives accountable, rally the world to raise the commitments of the Paris Agreement. Oh, God. And so basically he wants to socialize our energy industry and And so he basically yeah so he basically goes in there and says if you don't do what i want i'm going to take over and what he's my guess is is that he's planning on using the defense production act to push that forward he already started didn't he yes he has in some industries i think um i don't know if it was the oil industry i'm that i'm not 100 percent sure on no um i I think it was baby food wasn't it I thought it had to do with energy. It might have had to do with energy. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I don't remember what he did. Yeah, I don't remember either. So this is this is just a part. It's another lot of socialism, is what it is, because you know, fair markets are are a capitalist thing, and so you know, if you've got two gas stations that are side by side, and one is selling gas at four fifty a gallon. And one is selling gas at five seventeen a gallon. Where are people going to go? And so it doesn't encourage the guy that's selling it at four fifty to raise his prices. It encourages the guy that's selling it at five seventeen a gallon to lower his price. It should. I'm not. I'm not really seeing the connection. Well, there's what he's basically saying is he's saying that the oil executives are price gouging. Oh, right, which is a lie. Which is a lie, because. Oil is up, production is down, and anytime you have, you know, a supply and demand issue like we have, it's going to raise the prices. He's caused this catastrophe. Yeah, I think he's causing Not it on purpose. He's he causing is. it on purpose to push the climate agenda and to get people to renewable energy, which the Biden crime family, Pelosi crime family, other Democrats and Republicans are financially invested in. Um, including the global reset globalists, Bill Gates, Klaus, all these people, they have this their their sights set on renewable energy, probably because it's not sustainable, and most people will die if we convert it all the way all to electric or all to wind energy. Yeah, it's I think it's a part of the depopulation agenda. It's a part mm-hmm. of the crippling of society. 
and a part of lining their pockets with gold. Yeah, oh, 100%. He also Tyrion, says, in, as you stated. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Well, he also says he wants the U.S. refineries to increase their output. Refineries to increase output, like the one that said they'll probably never open up another refinery in the United States? Right, because they don't have... Or who and so it? they can't. I mean, that's just the thing, is that they can't... How do you increase output if you don't have the product yeah. to make the end, the end product? Yeah, and they're shutting down pipelines and not let, allowing drilling. It's like... And we still don't know what? where we're going to get our oil from. Like, he's... Nobody's making deals with him. He's went to how many different countries trying to get oil from different countries, and they're like, sorry, we don't want to sell to you. Yeah, and then the pe- other countries like are going around well, with sanctions and disregarding them like you're right. a joke. You well, and you're also seeing us. the same thing in Europe, too. Like these European countries are going to other countries. Russia. Yeah. And Russia just uh, reported like record energy sales. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And so you've got, he's releasing, Biden's been releasing oil, crude oil out of our strategic reserves mm-hmm. yeah. and sending it to Europe because Europe is in the same position that we're in. And really what this boils down to is if you're a Euro- European country or a NATO country, you're getting fucked right now. And that's just the bottom line. And these, so you're seeing these heads of the Hydra and you're kind of seeing things kind of coalesce into two different heads where you've got Russia, China, and their allies. And then you've got US, NATO, and European countries and their allies. And we're the ones that are pushing the US and Europe and NATO are the ones that are pushing this great reset and suffering the price for it, or paying the price for it. And Russia and China and them are fighting against it and are, as Trump would say, winning bigly. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the sanctions aren't working at all. People just go well, around. All it's doing is hurting us. <clears throat> all right. Moving on to a little bit of U.S. news. Biden climate advisor Gina McCarthy calls on big tech to censor opposers of Biden's climate agenda. Of course, they need to control the narrative big tech should step in and censor the individuals who oppose president biden's climate change agenda national climate advisor gina mccarthy told axios's alexi mccammond in an interview last week she said and so the challenge is now that we're moving forward from denial to actually just trying to to disengage the public from understanding the values of solar energy the values of wind energy the benefits of clean energy we have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. And she says, and frankly, the tech companies are the ones who need to be enforcing this. Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. But that's nice what try. they want. You know, this, this all goes back to the whole disinformation board, um, information czars, and tyranny that... Uh, is happening in our country right now yeah climate agenda is a freaking scam it's disgusting and people are brainwashed and they think these absurd things are true yeah. uh andrew you want to take this away yeah so new biden regulations are putting american travelers at risk and forcing thousands of flights to be canceled 
um, on Tuesday night, Tucker Carlson explained how Joe Biden's regulations are causing hundreds of flights to be canceled or delayed across the U.S. And we've already seen some of this. Last week, the FAA notified all air traffic employees that people who haven't had the vax, the COVID vaccine that doesn't work, they have to wear masks on the job. And once again, this has nothing to do with the science. This is just another of the tyrannical actions the government bureaucrats came up with to punish fellow Americans who do not believe their nonsense. <laughs> As Tucker explained, this affected about 4,000 of the 15,000 total air traffic controllers in the U.S. today. That's a huge amount. That's like a third. The situation in Jacksonville, Florida was so bad last week, they diverted planes from the international airport. Tucker went on to add how the effects of this demand was to wreck air traffic in the United States today. And now the air traffic controllers are working several extra hours to make up for the missing operators. So, so now Joe Biden and the regime are putting flyers in danger and ruining air travel in America. It's like they're destroying this country on purpose. Seriously. And, you know, I really have a, I have a theory with this, right? Okay. They're trying to push the whole Green New Deal and this new green energy and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, jet fuel is a carbon, is a fossil fuel. Okay. So what do they want to do? They want to restrict our travel on everything. They want to make it so that it's too expensive to drive in our cars. They want to make so, make it so that we don't fly. It's only going to be their whole goal in all of this is that they will be the only ones who own cars and travel freely. They will be the only ones who can fly their private jets all over the world and jet set without having to worry about us slaves impeding their entertainment. But I really think that this is what it all boils down to is they're making this as miserable as possible for people so people stop doing it. Like, I don't think that they have any interest in the airlines recovering from this. I think they really want to just put them all out of business because they want to stop people from traveling. They want to stop people from using fossil fuels. And that means fossil fuels of any kind. You know, I used to be able to get a plane ticket from Billings to Portland because I've got family in Oregon for like 300 bucks. Um, My family for like 300 bucks. Get what? A plane ticket. Oh, plane ticket. From Billings to Portland. Oh, which is I, like a two, I, it's a two-hour flight. I so I could said, get round trip. I thought you said buildings. I was like, I don't get this. What are you talking about? <laughs> Billings, Montana. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so I used to be able to, you know, you could get a flight for 350 bucks round trip. And so for my family of three, you know, we could all fly for about $1,000 is what it would cost us to fly to Oregon to visit family if we wanted to. Now, we just looked at going and we priced out plane tickets and it was going to be like $4,500 for my family of three to fly out there. Wow. I'm like, there's there's no way. Like, it's more than triple. It's, it's actually over quadrupled what it used to be. I'm like, there's no way I can afford that, right? And that's what they're doing to people. Yeah. They're pricing you out of it and they're canceling flights. They're making it a pain in the ass. So if you do have a flight, you don't even know if you're actually going to make it to your destination because who knows if your flight's been canceled or hell, they may reroute it to another airport and you can't get to your end destination. You're like, no, I'm going to fly from, you know, Montana to to Oregon and I'm going to end up in Seattle and then I can't go anywhere. I think that this is total speculation on my part, but I think that we might have seen the pinnacle of 
aerospace. Yeah. As far as mass production of airplanes, cheap flights, um, easy, fast, safe travel, commonplace for your average yeah, person. They um, want to price you out of it. I don't... I, I'm i kind of going somewhere with this. I think it's... Aside from just being priced out of it with the cost of the fuel and the supply and demand and whatever fuckery they do to mess with the prices, um, I think that the actual production of airplanes is... Right suffering tremendously and that it's likely to really be reduced for years and years and years, um, which will affect the amount of available flights eventually. I think, I think production of everything across the board of the United States is at danger of being greatly reduced. And I agree. Those are things that we're going to feel down the road though, not, you know, right now, but, um, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where they can justify not building planes and jets and stuff like that if people are using them. They have no choice. Yeah. It's just kind of They don't have supplies. They don't have the manpower. They don't have the capability. No. It's kind of a forced decline. Well, and a lot of that, I think, falls into the fact that we're already in this downhill slide towards communism. Yeah. Or at the very least, socialism. Absolutely. Uh, Onward, amid massive deficits, Republicans craft plan to balance federal budget in seven years. This actually is a really... Not that I like what the Republicans are necessarily doing all the time, Mm -hmm. but this is a common sense kind of plan. I don't know if it'll take seven years, but um, they're wanting to cut the pork out of what our government is spending on. So like one of they want to eliminate funding for the National Endowment for Humanities, which is nothing but a pork fund for the Democrats. They want to eliminate subsidies for the John F. Kennedy Center for the Arts, the National mm-hmm. Labor Relations Board, reduce funding for the Environmental Protection Agency, and prohibit taxpayer funding for Obama-era school lunch standards. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to eliminate funding for the D.C. Metro system, ban federal funding of Amtrak, and stop issuing taxpayer-funded EPA grants. So the EPA allocates billions of dollars annually to grant programs for community level education programs and events to promote environmental justice, billions of dollars to promote environmental justice. That's ridiculous. And that's probably what they use to brainwash people, make advertisements to brainwash people. Exactly. To pay protesters. Yeah. But they also want to bring back the the Keystone XL pipeline. They want to unleash American energy. Uh-huh. They want to allow permits for drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Um, it, they want to reform the oil drilling permit process. So there's a lot of really good things that they're wanting to do. Um, and that's why I say there's hope because there are, we do have legislators out there who are obviously making more common sense decisions than what we're currently seeing now what is the likelihood that this is going to pass under biden it's pretty much zero we would need to get 
somebody else in as president first before any of this stuff could even be and you know flip the house and the senate yeah before any of this stuff could possibly even have a potential for going through like maybe desantis yeah did you know uh elon musk pretty much endorsed desantis last night it did. Of course, Elon, of course, um, DeSantis hasn't actually come out and said that he's planning on running. I know he's kicked the idea around, mm-hmm. but I think he's kind of playing that wait and see game of, you know, what is Trump going to do? Because honestly, I think if you put Trump up against DeSantis, I still think Trump would win. Honestly, so. you know, unpopular opinion here, and you can all hate me if you want, but I don't know that I would vote for Trump again. And the reason that I say that is because I see the potential for it being a giant shit show for another four years. And that's just, and it's not that I don't support Trump. It's not that I don't like what he did. It's not that I, I think he was a fantastic president. I think he could be a really fantastic president. I just don't know that after the last four years and everything, everything we're seeing now, I don't know that it's necessarily the right path to take, but that's just my own personal opinion. And I still love Trump. Um, and so we'll see what happens. I can't say that I wouldn't vote for him because I do really like him and it really just depends on who he is running against. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a hard thing to wrap my head around because I have no idea what the hell's going to happen. But, I don't make emotional decisions when it comes to stuff like this, too. I tend to look at things from a different perspective, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I love Trump. And they're very emotional about it. And there's nothing wrong with that if it works for you. I don't function like that. So I don't oh, take an emotional heaven. viewpoint. All right. Moving on. Um, Elon Musk says he voted for Republican Myra Flores and responds with a welcome to all Democrat walkaways. This little gal, she is making headlines everywhere. So I don't know much about her other than she won um, her race in Texas for the primaries. Obviously, she still has to go up against or maybe it was, I don't know. She's making headlines, but, um, and obviously Musk is helping with that. Yeah. Um, following her historic win, Flores responded to Musk saying, welcome to the Republican party. We welcome all walkaways from all walks of life. The party of opportunity, prosperity, and freedom is here to stay. We look forward to working together and building a better future for all Americans. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, this does show that um, she did get the majority of the vote in a predominantly Democrat district, which just goes to show you that, you know, Democrats all over this country are waking up. You know, we have to wrap our head around the fact that Democrats are not our enemies. You know, these people are suffering right alongside the rest of us. And in order for us to really take back our country, we need to unite with people who have maybe different values than we do and different ways of looking at things as hard as that sometimes is, you know, and see about having 
real conversations with real people about real issues and put all this partisan bullshit aside. Yeah, real quick. Um, actually, let's finish the story. Um, look at this. So this guy, Prene, said, Elon, is this the first time that that is this the first time that has happened with you where you've received where you're receiving massive amounts of hate? by the top Democrat leaders, Biden, Sanders, AOC, Warren, etc. Because when Obama was running the office, he used to support the work Tesla and SpaceX were doing. And Elon Musk responded, yes. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging the fact that he's getting opposition for supporting uh, for his political beliefs or political feelings. Right. And the thing is, is that this all started when he started talking about freedom of speech. And believing that everybody everybody had the right to free speech. And that's when that hate started. You know, um, there's a reason why the freedom of speech is the first amendment and not second or third. It's the most important thing. And so they have to attack that first and foremost, which is what they're doing. Yeah, quick shout out to Friendly Gator for gifting the can over there on Pilled. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Yay also uh, donated three ice cream on DLive. Thank you, Yay. Good morning. Hope all's well. Yes. Um, Oh, we've got a few things here. Black Jester 101, shout out to you. Two lemons. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, me Brenda two ice creams thank you me Brenda uh, patriotic Pisces two ice cream thank you so much and yay with more lemons five more lemons to be exact thank you so much everybody we appreciate it yeah thank you your support means the world to us yeah the, the Elon thing fascinates me it really does it, it does me too because he's such an enigma yeah. you know um, he really doesn't align with the left anymore and you know i have to look at things sometimes and tom and i were having this conversation the other day and i said i don't necessarily align with the right on a lot of things anymore Hmm. you know people are calling for regulations on this and regulations on that we need to and i'm like no i don't think this stuff like that needs to be regulated you know yeah people are up in arms about certain things and I'm like, I don't, we already have laws in place to take care of, you know, the illegalities of things, right? Um, We don't need more regulations. Like, that doesn't solve any problems. All that does is put you under more tyranny. Yeah, I definitely am a big proponent of less government. Yeah. Which doesn't really align with the right anymore, you know, unfortunately, where, you know, it's funny because I was telling Tom, I said, where Elon Musk, you know, he, he had that little graphic where he was like he's he's here and he was on the left and then all of a sudden that line moved and went further left right and so now he's on the right i would say that as far as that goes for me you know i used to be over here on the right and then that line moved and now i'm closer to center you know Hmm. and people may where i used to be considered pretty super conservative I may be considered more liberal in my view.
Sorry about that, you guys. Kevin was trying to produ- produce the show. Oh, is it Kevin who fired me yesterday, maybe? No. That was technical <laughs> difficulties. I know. Kevin, you're grounded. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, no worries. Yeah, it's interesting how that, how things have changed in that way, politically. Yeah. Yep. At least he didn't stop the stream. <clears throat> this is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go on to the next story, eh? All right. Canadian Vince is back. Canadian Vince. <laughs> Showing solidarity with our Canadian brothers and sisters. So yeah, you want sure more instability in the Middle East Israel urges all their citizens to evacuate Istanbul immediately citing an Iranian revenge plot so basically the Iranians are planning on kidnapping or murdering um, Israeli citizens and so Israel apparently whatever they've intelligence they've received, They've raised their alert level to level four, which means that Israel has designated its danger level of Turkey as on par with Afghanistan, Iran, Burkina, Fasco, and other enemy states or war-torn regions. So they're basically telling their people, get the hell out of there because your life is in danger. So it just goes to show that there's more political instability in the Middle East. Wow. Yeah, this is not good. Also, it says here, oh my gosh. Yeah. An Israeli security officer tells Reuters Turkey has arrested several suspected operatives of Iran. Yeah. Things are heating up all over the world. Yeah. Instability. Unstability. Um, Yeah. Uh, We'll watch the Middle East. Uh, Josh called it, (laughs) right? Of course. Yeah, everybody. Not just Josh. I guess that's a common belief that things going awry in the Middle East is part of this whole thing that's going to happen. Uh, me, is. Brenda. Me, Brenda donated two ice cream. Thank you so much. And Yay donated a diamond. She said, I love you guys. Big hugs uh, for all you do. We love you too, Yay. Thank you, Yay. Appreciate it. She posts some of the best quotes on the Social Red Pill app. I just absolutely love her posts. She does, and she really makes me think in our private discussions over there on the Social Red Pill. Uh, I appreciate those conversations. So many great people. Uh, Moving on. What's up with that? Or what's up with that? Ha, 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 ha. Green fail. Australian government suspends the national electricity spot market. This was interesting, Andrea. Uh, The Australian energy market operator has replaced freedom. With a regime of coercion and expropriate, uh, uh, sorry, expropriate, yeah, expropriation, in a desperate effort to stabilize Australia's skyrocketing, skyrocketing energy prices and supply shortfall. This is what happens when government takes over energy. Yeah, say so, quote. Uh, if I could just read just a slight little bit of this. Uh, Quote, Australian energy market operator suspends spot market for wholesale electricity to ensure reliability and avoid blackouts, uh, according to Melissa Clark, a political reporter. Um, Wow. So key points here are that the electricity sector has been dealing with soaring costs. It forced AEMO to cap prices and compel generators 
um, to offer their services. Now the spot market for wholesale electricity has been suspended to try to ensure reliability. Wow, Andrea. This is really scary because what happens is is that they had soaring energy costs in Australia. And so the government basically did what Biden did with the oil industry. Yep. It was like, you need to lower costs or else. Well, then all of a sudden they weren't able to operate because they were having to give electricity to people for lower than what they were purchasing it for. So you still have to purchase the electricity or the equipment to create the electricity. And so uh, basically what happened is they were giving electricity to people at a loss, which obviously is no good. So it puts companies out of business. They can't do what they need to do. Um, the people who own stock in those companies are losing massive amounts of money. There's no, incentive to invest in those companies and so they're pulling their money out of those markets which further exacerbates the issue and now people are just they're literally just shutting things down because and getting the heck out of the country and the yeah. problem is is they're they're threatening these people with jail time if they don't provide electricity and so this is what happens when government takes over and they're like you know they um mandates these companies do this it's state-run electricity you know yeah and then if i like how they end the article with welcome to venezuela yeah that's exactly it so it says worst case competent managers will flee the industry flee the risk of going to jail perhaps even flee the country their replacements will in many cases be the kind of people you normally wouldn't hire the smart shareholders will sell fossil fuel generator assets, leaving companies in many cases in the hands of the inept or perhaps worse, in the hands of corrupt political opportunists. In times, in time, these companies will collapse. And which is what happened in Venezuela. It's happening yeah. in Australia. Joe Biden is trying to force that into happening in the United States with that letter that he sent out, do this or else, mm -hmm. right? They do this, they lose money, they can't you know, even maintain the cost of operation to produce a product that they're having to sell for less than, you know, what they're purchasing it for. They're losing money. They're going to go out of business. The state is going to come in and go, okay, well, we're in control of this Defense Production Act, you know, yep. and they can't do it either. This is why communism doesn't work. And people don't, they're like, oh, we'll just give it to the government and let the government run it. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and the fucked up thing is they know communism doesn't work, but they are okay with people dying. Yep. Sickos. Uh, yep. Trump was right again. Russia further reduces natural gas flow by 40% into Germany. <laughs> Holy that. crap. Yeah, Trump called it. It's happening. I, that's the story. Germany laughed at him, and guess what? They're not laughing now. Yeah, they laughed in German at him, and now they're being laughed at. He in laughed in German at him. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to give us an impression of that one. I, I'm not an impression. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right, you want to take this turkey? 
Yeah, Turkey rejects NATO offer of trilateral talks as Finland and Sweden say applications could freeze. So Turkey, right from the very beginning, has been against um, Finland and Sweden joining NATO. Right. And they're like, we're not going to vote against it. And apparently, in order for their application to be approved, they have to have 100% vote. Correct. And Turkey's like, not going to happen. And they had a list they're of like, conditions. oh, let's sit down and talk. And they're like, nope. So... Didn't Turkey present them with a list of, you know, you have to beat these requirements before we'll consider this? Yeah, I think it was something along those lines. And they're like, well, let's compromise. And they're like, no. So it's most likely that um, if Turkey keeps going down the path that they're going down of rejecting this, then Sweden and Finland won't be ever be a part of NATO um, now that doesn't mean that they can't be strong armed into it, right? You know, they or, or at least they'll try to strong yeah. arm them into it. Yeah, they'll just say, you know, Turkey's terrorists and mm-hmm. Russia operatives. Um, yeah, they colluded well, with you're, Trump. You're really seeing the division and the split of where people are siding on things. You know, um, with the threats against Israel from Tur- you know, from. Um, I'm assuming ISIS that's in Turkey. So that's happening in Turkey. It kind of goes to show you who Turkey is aligned with, even though Turkey is a part of NATO. Um, And you're kind of starting to see that division now within these different, I think we're starting to see some really defined lines come from all of this. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder what Trump's, I mean, I wonder what deals Trump made in Turkey. Well, yeah, because he was really pretty tight with the Turkish government and you know he made these this world tour and so that that side of the hydra that we're seeing that is winning which would be kind of the Russia China Turkey some of these other countries um are are countries that he made pretty good deals with and got in pretty tight with North Korea yeah exactly like He's the only president I know of that's ever went into North Korea alone. Like, that just doesn't happen. So it's interesting to see how this unfolds. And (laughs) they would probably whether it's a benefit to us. Yeah. You know, what he's put in place will benefit us or whether the swamp is going to drag us all down with it. Yeah. Um, Biden couldn't go into North Korea because he probably wouldn't make his way out. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. uh, me, Brenda, is sending us a donation of a diamond all the way from Australia. Our Australian family over there, she says, heart, smiley, peace, Australia flag. Thank you so much, we, me, Brenda. We love you. Thank my you for heart tuning breaks in. For and Australia. It yeah. does, you know. In Canada and all of these countries. It's absolutely and, absurd. Yep. Oh, she donated another diamond that says for Kevin from my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll let him know when no. he's not grounded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Brenda. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible that this is happening. Um, Australia, Canada, uh, Europe. Yeah, and then of course, even in the states, it's just unbelievable the 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 point that we're at. It really is. It's sad. 
that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Me either. Um, okay, let me just deal with these cookies. I don't want your cookies. Yeah. Putin health fears reignited as Russians as Russian despot seen shaking uncontrollably in new footage. Oh my gosh, Putin's dying. Did you see this footage? Oh my gosh. I don't think I saw it. No, I this think I, I, there's been other footage that I've seen. Oh you can God. play it if you want. Oh, I'm going to. It's only a few seconds long and I I, I shoved this in here last minute because my uh, my schedule was fucked as you know. But um Look at this, you guys. Here's the video of Putin shaking during his conference. And this is they're saying that he's in, you know, remember when he was just grabbing the table and remember he's in such bad health. We're seeing these stories come out over and over again. But this time, so when I saw this come out, I actually found a different uh, article or a tweet that went to an article. And that article brought me here because I wanted to see the proof. The proof is in the borscht, right? The old yep. Russian phrase. Yep. So here it is. Here's the proof. Putin is dying. Господь управил так, что они ошиблись. С края пропасти 20 лет Россия уходила. See that? What? It looks like he's kind of like kind of antsy. Like I would if I had to sit still for a very long time too. I kind of be moving around and <laughs> All right, one more time. Right there. <laughs> I'm okay. <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna be you know what? what? I'm gonna be kinda crude. Yeah. You know what it looks like to me? He has to it be. looks like he's adjusting his man goodies. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes. That's what it looks like to me is that there's stickage. Yeah, that's the classic <laughs> Sorry, people. I don't know. He's readjusting his ball bag. Man goodies. His yeah. ball bag. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. I mean, I'm married and. Yeah, seen, that's the I, move. It's like, oh. Because if not, then my husband is dying too. <laughs> right? That's the move. Please don't die. That's funny that you said that. That's exactly what I thought when I saw this yesterday. Um, this is the first time I've seen this, by the way. So yeah. I haven't had a chance to, but that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. And you guys follow us on Twitter um, at Vince Taglivia and, and at Acraft79. Uh, Acraft1. At Acraft1. True, true Social, I think, is Acraft79. Okay. Follow me, follow Andrea, and then follow everyone we follow. And then we'll follow you back. Look, of course I, I'm shadow banned, so don't try retweeting my stuff. Obviously, yeah. we uh, retweet, we tweet, and talk shit about all of our funnies that we go over Friday. Uh, not all of them; we keep some secret. But uh, we mess around with guy plus beard on there, and um, we share news and stuff. So uh, follow us there; it's a lot of fun. If you're on there, if you're not on there, then we're on the social red pill as well, and you can contact contact us at www.socialredpill.com and share things and follow us and stuff. Um, but I posted a tweet last night where I said multiple 100% real sources tell me or are saying report that Putin is so sick he could he can't even ride his bear any longer. He uh, probably didn't even <laughs> he probably didn't get jabbed and that's the reason why how uh, selfish. 
jabbed. He can't even ride his bear. He's so sick. Oh um, my gosh. Holly's over here in the chat donating diamonds. Driving and coffee is it driving and coffee is in my thermos, man. Goodies. Yum. Good, Holly. Good to see you. I miss yeah, you. I miss yeah. you. I know. Hope we hardly well. ever see Holly anymore. I miss Holly. Holly, thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Maybe we could uh, uh, get together one of these days and shoot the stuff. Yep. There is a camping trip. Holly should come on it. Just saying. All right. <clears throat> our northern brothers and sisters. Yes, we stand in solidarity with our poor Canadian friends. This is Watch. Canada makes three jabs, the new fully vaccinated standard saying two doses doesn't work anymore. Okay, well, oh, yeah. if two doses doesn't work, why would you get a third? That doesn't make any sense to me. People are so, waking up. I saw this creepy, creepy video Josh played last night. Ugh. Ugh. So on Wednesday, Canada moved the needle for the concept of being fully vaccinated for its citizens, saying two doses doesn't work anymore and now requires three doses. Um, the regime is still pushing their mandates and their control of their people. Um, so in order to be considered up to date, and it says the news stated that this update will determine what is expected of all Canadians. I say, fuck you, Canadian governments. Yeah, we ex- your people alone. Yeah, you know what? The people are going to tell you what's expected of their government. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And of course, this comes on, you know, the line of Justin Trudeau, who is now sick for the second time in 2022 with COVID. And he tweeted out, I'll be following public health guidelines and isolating. I feel okay. That's because I got my shots. Of course. That's the Um, copy paste. You were sick because you got your shots, you friggin' retard. Sorry, I, I shouldn't know. use that kind of word. Yeah, we're, I, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm trying. I have. I think I forgot to tell you. I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm not. I'm not using the R word anymore. Well, I, I I am in certain scenarios, but in others, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that much. Of a new, you're like I'm half turning the leaf over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if he actually got jabbed or not, though. Correct. I wonder if he really. You know, did. it's hard. There was, I think, there was a story out, and I don't. It wasn't verifiable. I don't think, so I didn't put it in. But it did say that there were elites out there who were paying a lot of money to get the saline jab. Um, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, he's saying that he's got COVID. Is there any way to really verify it? Maybe he just has a cold. Like I don't think colds have went away. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it is, I, he's definitely pushing the jabs, right? I oh, mean, yeah. that's obvious. He's using whatever he has as propaganda to push an agenda. Yeah, I just so, I just wanted to point out, I think there's a possibility he knows exactly what's going on. He never took the jab, and it's all just a charade to brainwash people and lie and trick people. Yeah. Anyway, onward... The WHO goes woke with an effort to rename the monkeypox virus to avoid being racist and discriminatory. So it's working with scientists to develop a new name for the monkeypox virus that will not be discriminatory and stigmatizing. An effort to employ woke ideals in virology. Oh my god. So I think everybody should come up with their own name for their new monkeypox virus and post it on the social red pill. And then, 
Maybe we could vote on it on Friday. Maybe or we could start a question thread. Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll put we'll put a poll out or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you guys, you guys can go in and you can give us your suggestions on the new name for Monkeypox. That'll be a fun one. Let's do we'll, that. We'll read all the answers on Friday. <laughs> I was trying to think of some last night because this story's been going around for a couple days and we haven't covered it yet. And I don't think Josh covered it either. And it's like, I've been trying to think of a, some good jokes surrounding that. And I have not. I have to. I haven't um, been able to come up with anything. Maybe yeah. by Friday we'll have something. Right. I want something original, you know. But yeah, Exactly. Original and funny that still is in line with what this is. So When I try to write a joke about that it always just goes like all right the funniest thing is going to be something that's still super offensive <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right or it's like the balloon that gets deflated <laughs> oh. like that's not really very funny <laughs> oh well <laughs> like you tell something and people just kind of look at you and don't laugh and you're like okay never mind oh my god story of my life my jokes go over people's head 95 percent of the time at least oh my dude too people especially, just look at me and i'm like forget it especially this woke sleeping zombies they don't yeah. get sarcasm and stuff i think their sarcasm triggers like off yeah it really is well you know i think too it takes getting to know somebody because when tom and i first started dating i'm still as funny as i was back then and i would say things and he would just kind of look at me mm-hmm. like he didn't know quite what to do with me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i get that a lot from people until they get to know me and they're like okay that's just the way you are <laughs> they're like oh oh they're like okay i get it now you're being funny <laughs> I think that's why we get along. Um, <laughs> Probably. We just get each other. We're both deeply disturbed. <laughs> yes. I'm a 43-year-old woman who sometimes acts like a 12-year-old boy. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. That's it's kind of true. I'm like, oh, who could I share this fart joke with? He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know. I'll send it to Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Better loop Josh in just in case we can improve his humor skills. <laughs> oh gosh, health. Bears data oh, yeah. shows. Bears data show two thousand percent increase in reports of brain injuries. Brain injuries following COVID nineteen vaccination. Wow, this is another sharp increase in um uh something that is adverse. An adverse reaction to the jab. Um, clearly, I mean, come on. 2,000% is a huge number. Like, I, I don't even know how they're... I, I just don't know how they're still pushing this and getting yeah. away with it, with these kind yeah. of numbers. I mean, I do know Brain that or there's been reports yeah. that they're deleting information out of there, so maybe people are just... Yeah, we're brain dead. We're well aware. Brain damage, weakened hearts, blood clots, those creepy, creepy blood clots that we covered in the morning and in the evening last night with the plethora of pictures and accounts over and over again with this tainted blood that's been uh, mutated or modified with mRNA uh, bio weapons. Um and of course the children are suffering uh, that's the part that i have the hardest time with i just there's a lot of this stuff you know it's really depressing because i see a lot of this stuff in the news like day in and day out yeah 
plan about children and i don't report on a lot of it here because it's disturbing yeah. and it disturbs all of us and there's some of it that i do because we we do need to be aware of it but like i see way more of it than we report on and i just i like i'm not interested in living in a constant state of depression all the time so i know when people are like josh you're such doom and gloom i'm thinking He's not nearly as bad as you think. <laughs> we should do a special where it's like, and maybe I'll pitch this to Josh. I just got this idea right now. A red pill special, doom and gloom, extreme doom and gloom edition, where it's just like really fucking harsh. And Josh just fucking lays it out there. Maybe <laughs> like a premium, maybe a premium show. There we go. Just like, just <laughs> you ridiculous. Have to pay for the extra doom and gloom. <laughs> just the most pessimistic, absolute depressing oh. Josh rant in the world, and it's like, <laughs> just like maximum doom and gloom. Maybe for Halloween. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, we could join in and give our two cents about it too. Because <laughs> I can be pretty doom and gloomy. Me too, but oh man, yeah, I, I think we do we do hold back um, because we gotta stay sane. Well, there is a lot of hope in a lot of this, you know. Um, being aware is the first stage to bringing hope, mm -hmm. and so you can see the world waking up, and you can see the world starting to realize what's happening, um, and it's that's just admitting the truth is a hard pill to swallow admitting that you've been lied to is a hard pill to swallow um but then actually really admitting the full truth of what you've been lied to about that's an even bigger red so you go from like a pill this big to a pill that's this big and you're like great shove it down your throat and that's hard for people and it's something that you know it's kind of like that one gal that's um, she's in the walk away movement when, as far as the woke stuff that we covered yesterday. Mm. I think you briefly covered it. It was after. So what about her? I was gone. Well, she said it took me months. Oh, I, I remember now. To get to a point where I could, I wasn't scared. And a lot of it boils down to fear. Mm. I wasn't scared to venture out and start talking about this stuff. I wasn't scared to admit it anymore. And that's what we're facing is that when when people swallow that red pill for the first time, this stuff is scary as hell. Yeah, you know? and people are mean. And, and, and people want to just kind of retreat um, inside themselves and be able to process that. And it takes time to do that. You know, and that's where grace and patience comes in on our part. You know, we've all been yeah. awake for the last two years or whatever. But mm -hmm. And this, this reminds me of something. Um, I saw a tweet by somebody I follow. They're like called Seattle Andy or whatever. Just another person over here in Seattle. And he said, um, he tweeted out something along the lines of, um, for those of you who are just waking up after taking, you know, two jabs or three jabs and you don't want to get another jab too fucking bad after you put us all through this, I don't care if you have to get your jab to keep your job and to get medical care and all this shit. He's like, F you basically. And I'm thinking, you know, that just doesn't really help the situation, but I get where that anger is coming from. 
at the same time. But I think it adds to that fear maybe of you see the right people on the right quotes, right? It's not just people on the right. right. People with these ideology ideologies are bullies and this kind of stuff. It and it could dissuade people. And I don't know. Is this kind of related? I don't. We have to stand up for their rights just as much as we have to stand up for our own. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, if we don't stand up for them and save them, then who's going to stand up for us when they're all gone? Because they're going to get to or who? Yeah. They're going to get to a point where if we're all gone, because they've all killed us off because they hate us so badly, and they, you know, these people are eventually going to come after them. There isn't going to be anybody to stand up for them. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. You know, so that's why I say it's time for us to put all this shit aside, regardless of how you feel about stuff. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't care how you feel about transgenders and drag queens which is the new thing that's going around because of pride month this is what i told thomas look there's laws in place already that make children and pornography illegal yeah we need to uphold the current laws that we have yeah that expose children to pornography yeah and that's saw, what this is i saw we someone... do not need to ban children from because honestly I don't want somebody telling me how to raise my child and how and what kind of a parent. Now, if you want to take your kid to drag queen story hour, as long as there's no pornography and it's not illegal, I don't really give a shit what you do. Go ahead. Put mental illness on your children. If that's really what you want to do, because you're your children dealing with the fallout. Right. Exactly. It's their children. So as long as. As long as no laws are being broken, and if laws are being broken, I expect law enforcement to uphold those laws. If law enforcement doesn't do their job, then it is our job to step in to make sure that law, like, you know, they were talking about Drag Queen Story Hour at a, at a strip club. Guess what? It's not legal Arrest to take them. your child to a strip club. Arrest Period. It doesn't matter who's there. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's straight people, transgenders, or monkeys. You can't take your child to a strip club. They're not allowed to be there. That's a law enforcement issue. I don't give a shit who's inside. Yeah. And people want to regulate this stuff. They're like, we're gonna make it we're gonna make it illegal for parents to take their kids to a transgender story time. That's not helping the situation. No, that's just creating division and controversy, which I think is part of what they're going for. Exactly. I don't agree with it. I would never take my child to something like that. It's, you know, not something that I would expose a child to, period. It's grooming. It is grooming. And these transgender activists are turning out to all be pedophiles. Right. But as long as no laws are being broken, we do not have the right to regulate how parents raise their children. I agree. And I saw this put in a really great way, and it's that your children are your children. Not you, governments. You get to decide what that child digests, literally and mentally. Yeah. You, There's a lot of people on the left who believe that homeschooling should be illegal, that I should not have the right to homeschool because I'm ruining my child. Who gets to decide that? Me. Yeah. And this belief that people 
could have the right to influence other people's kids is just absolutely insane. They're not, they're not, you know, your family is not my family. I have no right going in and putting anything into anybody's mind, let alone children, against their parents' will. Especially when it comes to this sick grooming and all this crap. It's just insane. It's and a hard, that, how it's a hard one to look at. How don't people understand? This is your child. This is my child. Fuck off. You worry about your thing. I'll worry about my thing. End mm-hmm. of story. Um, yeah, the sad part is, is that you do have these children who, you know, go out in society and stuff like that. But, you know, here's the thing is that we can't automatically take these children who have been groomed, you know, by parents who have taken their kids to stuff like this and make them victims. Because once they become an adult, their decisions are their own. Being a child is something that they have no control over. But they do have control over the decisions. They can see this stuff as a child go, you know what? That's really disgusting and disturbing. And I don't know why my parents would have taken me to something like this. Yeah. I'm going to choose to break the cycle on this. And I'm not going to do this to my children. Yeah. It's and just look, like abusers. And I don't have anything against whatever letter you call yourself. If you're gay, if you're no, lesbian, no. or you want to you know, chop your front off or your privates, do whatever the hell you want. Don't impose it on others exactly and the same thing goes for the other side of the aisle you just because we believe something to be wrong doesn't mean that we have the right to impose our beliefs on other people that's how we got into this situation to begin with and we need to stop trying to regulate and govern people's lives to a point where they have no freedom left because once all of their freedom is gone and nobody's fighting for them anymore, regardless of how you feel about them, who's going to fight for yours when they try to do the same thing to your beliefs? Totally. Oh, this is such a subject where I, 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 I hate it because... It is, but it's a subject... It's, you know, honestly, it's a conversation that we need to have, though. And it's a conversation that not many people are having, and it's not helping anything by not talking about these really difficult subjects. Yeah. And you know what, you guys, if you agree with us, um, let us know if you don't let us know your opinion. It's okay. And it's okay. If we, you disagree with us too. Totally. I think you made a good point where we have to talk about these things. You know what? You guys aren't freaking crazy. All right. I'll tell you what. Um, I, you know, I stand by everything that we, are talking about and that I believe in and all that. And we need to be open with saying these things and saying the truth without fear of the repercussions of that, whatever that may be. You know what? I'm I'm not going to be afraid to speak my truth. Yeah. Because I think that everybody here is going to hate me. And if ever, if all of you decided tomorrow that you hated me because I believe that parents should be able to take their kids to, transgender story hour at the library as long as there's no pornography and nothing illegal happening then that's fine i'm okay with that because i still stand by my own convictions and you know without having conversations like these and and talking through some of this stuff we let our emotions get involved now that does not mean 
just because I'm okay with somebody else doing it doesn't mean I'm going to do it for my own child, right? I think it's disgusting and disturbing. I would not take my kid to a drag show. I'm yeah. just not going to do it because that's not the kind of parent I am. I don't even want to. I don't have the right. No, I don't have any interest in going to something like that. I had my on my for my bachelorette party, um, my brides, my maid of honor, and my bridesmaids wanted to take me to a um, a, a gay strip club. A gay strip club. And I just thought out the door, I'm like, dude, I'm not interested. I don't want to go. That's not my cup of tea. Yeah. They all thought it would be fun and funny and stuff. I'm like, if you guys want to go, go for it. But leave me home. Yeah, I feel that. That's how I am. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, just because it's not for me doesn't mean that I have a right to tell them what they can or can't do. Yeah, <laughs> so. I feel that. I'm like, I'm totally like that, Sue. I'm like, I don't want to. No. <laughs> just no, I don't want to. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Alan over there on uh, Pilled donated a can. He says, please ask Josh, viewer's choice, about the uh, the doom and gloom uh, <laughs> full horror show. <laughs> full horror show. <laughs> there we go. Maybe he can do it on Monday because, you know, <laughs> is it Monday, doom and gloom day? <laughs> I, no, I think, it, I think it should be off the hook and, like, off the hook and extra uncensored and just absurd. Like, you know what I mean? Just over the oh, top, yeah. like on purpose, like a almost like an act, like a theatrical uh, per- parody kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think it would be funny. Um, we'll see. But it's good to know that everybody wouldn't, that nobody would hate me for my opinions. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> you guys, rock. I do. Like I said, I. You know, I haven't changed positions, but the line has, and and now I probably. Um, I'm considered more liberal or more on the liberal side of conservative now, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, and it's not that my position has changed. It's that line that's changed, kind of like Elon hmm. Musk. And that's the reference I used before. And that's why I said what I said is yeah. my opinion of views haven't changed. There's nothing wrong with that. I've hmm. always been kind of like apolitical, but when I started just kind of growing up a little bit i was always left ish you know i was always center left i would say but i could see the bullshit from an early age so but still i fell for half the bullshit but i i knew you know that 9-11 was an inside job and uh all this kind of stuff but i also had this naive belief that humanity was or that the government was going to save humanity yeah that there was some interest of yeah that there was some good portion of the government as well but you know uh times they are yeah boy have times changed and have we woken up um anyway do you have any final thoughts we're way over time but you know what uh i love having these conversations with you and uh the viewers so that's all. You know, I, I just say, be you, you know, embrace who you are and don't be afraid of your own beliefs, even if they don't align with everybody else's. It's not necessary for all of us. I don't like groupthink. That's one of the things that I hate about Truth Social. It's an echo chamber of the same bullshit. There's no independent thought in there. It's all the same right wing talking points. And I'm not interested in it. I don't want that. I want to be me. I don't want to try to align with somebody else. So here's my advice. Just be who you are. And don't be afraid of who you are. Yeah. 
If people disagree with you, who cares? Brenda's said uh, it's 2.30 a.m. I got to go to bed. Take care. Love. Good night, Brenda. Love and peace. Thank you, me, Brenda. We appreciate it. Have a great one. We'll see you soon. Um, Andrea, that's beautiful. I I agree. And I have to remind myself of all these things that we talk about constantly because sometimes I forget. Um, somebody said something yesterday about um, some kind of judgment from others. And my response was, uh, fuck them. Do you. Yeah. All right. And just 100% do it and just Don't go. Yeah. yeah. Do not. Don't compromise who you are. Mm-hmm. You Being individual is what makes us beautiful and unique. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to think the same way that everybody else thinks. I don't want to do the things that everybody else does. I've never been that way. I've never fit into that box my whole life. You know, society tries to put you in this box. And I'm kind of like that, that, you know, that little toy with the wind up thing, the clown pops out. That's me. (laughs) I'm just a clown that keeps popping out of the box. (laughs) Yeah. So can't keep me in a box. I go stay there. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. So. so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Andrea, for those w- uh, words of wisdom. Um, and thank you, uh, Patriotic Pisces, for the diamond diamonds for authenticity. Ah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Um, so thank you all for joining us for another episode of Morning Coffee on this beautiful hump day. We will be back again every day. Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. So tune in. Same bat place, same bat time. Uh, Please, uh, if you will, hit those plus buttons on Rumble and all that good stuff. Uh, Leave comments down below as well on your thoughts and opinions on what's going on. You know, any feedback and all that is greatly appreciated. We do read all the comments and everything. So, you know, you could uh, reach out to us and say hello. We appreciate that. Um, Yeah, peace, love. We'll be back again tonight with another episode of The Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. Uh, What else do we got going on? Dark to Light Show is on the audio podcast. If you guys want to catch that, that's a great show. Um, And then we'll just be rolling right into the weekend. So let's go. We'll be back before you guys know it. Take care. Have a great day. Bye, guys.